is passionate about cars with Steve Kennard, teaching drivers how to survive the world of modern motoring and imparting wisdom to the next generation of motor technicians. Hello everyone, we're back, we're passionate about cars, and we're Steve. Alright Steve? Yeah, hi Andy. Seems to have been a while, doesn't it? Yeah, um, we've, we've been kind of off air. Sorry, Steve, you lead the way. We're just going to the back. We've got an exciting project to talk about. It's kind of my fault, and I do apologise. We've been off air for a year. We're back now with a vengeance. And the exciting thing is we've got a new website, which if you're listening to this on the website, you'll know about because you're on it. But if you're listening to it on the feed um, through iTunes or something like that, take a, a look at a passionate dash about dash cars.com you don't need the www but you can put it there if you want uh, that's the new website for hosting this uh, this wonderful podcast quite a lot of waters pass under the bridge the year we've been off hasn't it tell us what's been going on yeah um well apart from uh, you know motor trade i mean there's there's always an awful lot going on in the motor trade um, business wise there's been a fair bit going on uh, and uh, and and personally you know um I mean, uh, as, as you're aware, Andy, like, you know, I, I had a little bit of a scare um, oh, a couple of months ago now. That was a heart attack, actually. Mm. And, uh, you know, it happened here at the garage, you know, and, and, and I think um, probably a lot of that would be down to stress of running a business. You know, I mean, some people might say, oh, you know, diet and, and all this sort of thing. like. But, uh, you know, I, I used to smoke. I'm not a smoker now. I give that up quite a few years ago drink wise now i used to drink years ago uh you know in my sort of service days where quite a lot of us used to drink back then but now there's there's really not an awful lot of alcohol passes the lips so so it's not really down to that and the only thing i can put it down to is is probably more the stress of running businesses you know particularly in this day and age you know things things get a little bit awkward from time to time um there's an awful lot of things to sort out and whether you like it or not, you find yourself getting stressed out, mm. and it and it happens, and, and I guess it happens to most people that are running businesses, you know, uh, as I say, particularly at, at the moment because things are quite sort of tough out there for people. The heart attack, as I say, happened here at work. Um, bit of a strange thing. Wasn't really what I expected, you know. When people talk about heart attacks, the first thing you think about is chest pains. Mm. I didn't really get chest pains. I had a little bit of uh, what was seemed to be a bit of indigestion, um, and I know a lot of people have the same thing leading up to a heart attack. Um, this was um, a little bit in the morning when I, when I woke up. One of the one of the main things I, I noticed at that time um, that morning was um, my shoulders ached, particularly my left shoulder. Mm. I put it down to being in the gym. I'd uh, previous day i'd had a bit of a workout in the gym and thought maybe i'd overdone it a little bit so so i put it down to a little bit of sort of maybe muscle strain or something like that but it, it obviously it wasn't and uh, i came into work just feeling a little bit out of salts couldn't really put your finger on it just felt a bit under the weather by about sort of quarter past 10 that morning um i, I started to feel really nauseous mm. And, and had to go to the, the loo in the garage and uh, thought I was going to be bad, mm. but I wasn't. I then just started sweating profusely. It was like someone threw a bucket of water over me. I was just totally soaked in sweat. Mm. Um, had to sit down and uh, felt really uh, short of breath then. Started struggling to breathe and 
I guess I sort of suspected it was something to do with the heart at that time, mm. but I didn't have the chest pain. So, mm. so again, I was like thinking like I guess a lot of people, you know, heart attack, chest pains. I didn't have chest pains. But one of the guys sort of spotted me, uh, obviously looking a little bit off colour, sat in mm. one of the chairs, uh, called the ambulance and um, was taken up to the hospital, which fortunately is only sort of five minutes from the garage here. Yeah. Um, and they, they run a few tests, um, and it turned out, yes, I'd had a heart attack. So I was kept in there for a few days, had a, a stent put in. You, you know, they had one of these angiograms where they go in, have a look, put the dye in, mm. uh, found the main artery on the right side of the heart was actually blocked, mm. um, which, you know, they... they then stick the balloons in and start, yeah. you know, inflating yeah. it to clear it out um, and then put the stents in, uh, like a, a little bit of scaffolding inside mm. your vein. And, um, you know, it was a bit a bit of a scare. I, I was only in the hospital for, um, I went in on the Tuesday and they let me home on the Friday night. And it's then a case of, you know, you, know, you can't drive for a month. This is law. Mm. You know, if you've had a heart attack over here, you uh, DVLA won't allow you to drive for for a month um but um you know i got bored to tears sitting at home like within, within the first sort of week and, and got my wife to bring me down to the garage here like you know just an hour here and an hour there like you know and, and pretty soon you know you, you get back into it back on the treadmill and um you know within probably too soon some people might say but I'm, i mean i was virtually back to normal working within about sort of three weeks which you know perhaps i should have given it a little bit longer but you know i, I felt fine i feel fine now uh, mm. occasionally get a little bit tired but generally i feel absolutely fine and, yeah. and there's no reason why you know um that we, that we shouldn't be fine continue to be fine you know got got an outpatient appointment um in the next week or so you know just go and have some checks done do the treadmill see what the heart's doing mm. but other than that no I, I i think sitting around you know with any sort of ailments if you sit around you start to wallow a little bit in self-pity mm. it gives you time to think um and um you know so getting back to work is is i think the best thing uh keep your mind occupied and uh and, and just get on you know so that really, um, for me, was was quite a bit of a quite a bit of a shock. Mm. I, I guess I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm old by any means, you know, middle aged, mm. but you know, not not old. But you know, it's happened, and, and now we sort of move on. And fortunately, it happened where it did, and um, still drawing breath, as they say. Well, I have to say, I mean, the last time when I. F- it was, I think it was about three weeks ago when I saw you. I hadn't seen you for ages, and I, I almost accidentally bumped into you. Yeah. And I have to say, you look better now than you did then. I mean, the only difference, looking at you now, the only difference with how I remember you from a year ago is you're a bit trimmer. But that's about the only difference. But it sounds like the prognosis is okay as long as you take it sensibly. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you have to be a little bit sensible and, and be a bit aware. And people say, you know, that suffer these sort of, um, you know, heart attacks. Uh, I, I guess, fortunately, mine was not a serious heart attack, you know, but... It's still a heart attack nonetheless and um some people say it changes their outlook you know mm. changes their perspective on life and all of a sudden things that used to matter before don't seem to matter so much you know mm. yes it's sort of changed my perspectives on one or two things but i guess generally i'm still you know when when i look at it 
what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm virtually back on the treadmill type of thing and mm. back into work full time and um, doing what I was doing before. Mm. Um, so, so it, I guess it hasn't affected me that much, although it's at the back of my mind all the time. Sure. You know, and of course now you know we're, we're on a cocktail of tablets for the rest of our lives. You know, so but small price to pay. You know, we're still here drawing breath, as I say, and um, working absolutely fine. And I, and I feel fine. Mm. Simple as that. Now, talking about changes of perspective and the way that you think, we are sitting in Steve's new RV. Tell us a little bit about this RV. This was a little project I, I sort of fancied uh, myself and my wife. I mean, we, we've had various holidays around the world, seen lots of places. Every time we've gone to do a holiday in the UK, it's rained. I mean, we went to the Lake District one year. We got there and it rained and it rained continually for three days. We give up. We come home. It's just no fun. Um, we went to the West Country a, a, another year and it rained mm. and it continually rained. So we give up and we come home and we said then we're not going to holiday again in this country. I mean, we like to get the sun on, on us like most people do. And um, so we tend to go abroad for holidaying. But, you know, there is lots and lots of places I'd love to see in the country. Scotland and uh, Wales, you know, up north sort of thing, as we say, from down south here. Um, So there's an awful lot to see. There's a lot of history, lots of things to see. So uh, we looked at the idea of getting a caravan, you know, a camper van, a motorhome. And uh, like everything, I mean, I do like, you know the, the american vehicles to a certain degree and uh, and we started looking at rvs mm. these, these are the american recreational vehicles mm. rv we we went we, we started driving around looking at one or two around the country you know there doesn't seem to be an awful lot down here down south mm. uh, most of them appear to be midlands way so so we were making trips to the midlands going to look at these buses and um quite a few of them were in fairly poor well-used conditions and and then we spotted this one uh, which was up in um, Telford we went up there this particular one here is a Gulfstream Um, it's a Sunstream 2000 model Um, it was actually made in 1995 but the interior like a lot of the American ones around that sort of time looked very 70s ish So, you know, you have to look a little bit beyond that, provided it's mechanically pretty sound and provided it's um, structurally sound. One of the things they do suffer with is uh, water ingress. This one here is 32 foot long. It's about eight foot wide. It needs headroom clearance of about 12 and a half foot. Mm. So you've got to be careful where you drive around in in the UK. (laughs) Left hand drive as well. So going down some of the country lanes could be... Uh, you know an experience um, and low bridges of course low bridges yeah you need to be extremely aware of them mm. but but we, we're um, you know we, we're just going to get a um, sat nav system you can get sat nav systems for RVs for commercial vehicles that obviously when you put in your details of your vehicle it will only take you on routes that will take that vehicle it's oh, no that's smart it's no good taking you down the little six foot six country lane that peters out onto a dirt track, you know, when you're in something like this, because you're never going to turn it round. <laughs> you know, you've sort of re-kitted the inside, haven't you? Yeah, I mean this this one here um, had signs of water damage to the um, driver's side front inside. The insides of these vehicles are basically um, insulated 
with like a sort of a polystyrene um, block material, um, which is then covered with a um, wood ply, but it's quite a thin wood ply. Um, the roofs on most of these vehicles are covered in like a rubberized canvas type of material, which needs to be treated fairly regularly every year or two. You know, you just buy this stuff which you can paint on, which keeps the um, the, the weather out, stops the water getting into it. Because if, if the water starts to get in, it, it will seep in and it will come inside and it will start rotting the inside of the vehicle. And this had happened a little bit around the, the front driver's door on this particular one. But it's a case of treating the roof, um, which which I've done. You know, the roof's been treated and sealed. The, the ply lining on the... Um, driver's side at the front now i took all that lot off and replied it i've used slightly thicker ply mm. so it's probably a little bit better than it was from when it left the factory um the interior i've totally like recovered the interior in like a, a yeah. leather material which which you've, is you've like, really brought it up to date i mean it doesn't look seventies yeah. at all it's really it looks, looks oos now doesn't it yeah i mean the idea was was to bring it up to sort of like a, a, a 2000 um, or millennium sort of style you know um, and and brighten it up largely you know which is why we've we've gone for sort of a cream color on on all the walls um, which I say is like a leather sort of material um, you buy it on a roll and stick it on like wallpaper largely I mean all, all of the, uh, the the curtains um, we, we repaired the curtains myself and my wife they've they've got what they call day and night curtains or, or blinds oh these clever blinds that half of it's black and half of it's like translucent yeah, yeah you, you can um, sort of pull down one section and you've got like a, almost like a neck curtain effect mm. pull down the next section and it's like a blackout effect yeah. which which is very very good very tidy and uh, I mean the upholstery that we're sitting in at the moment we, we took all that apart and re-upholstered the seats this particular vehicle has got underfloor heating a lot of the RVs have so it's got these hot air vents which blow up through the floor. This particular vehicle is a six and a half litre V8 diesel. It's got uh, LPG to run the uh, onboard generator. It's got its own generator under the back um, to make it all self-sufficient. The LPG also runs the, the boiler system because it runs constant hot water when it's all switched on. And it, and it runs 12 volts, um, the normal 240 volts. It's got what they call like a three-way full-size fridge, which is LPG, as well as 240, as well as 12 volt. And, and they're called full-timers. This particular one, you know, uh, like a lot of these are this size, you can actually live in. And people do live in them. Yeah. They're, they're like a one-bedroom flat yeah. on wheels. Um, well, so when is the inaugural voyage, do you know? Well, actually, I, I, we, we were going to go away the week I had the heart attack. I was just sort of finishing off a few things to, to get it ready to go um, and do a little bit of travel down to the, the West Country. You know, the idea with, with getting it was that you wouldn't be confined to making a booking in certain parts mm -hmm. of the country when once you make a hotel booking and that, you're then stuck to dates. And we all know what the weather's like in this country. So the idea really is like, you know, you get to a Thursday or Friday, if all of a sudden the weather's looking good mm. in the west, in Wales, up north, you can say, well, let's jump in a bus and let's go and uh, and have a look then. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll take a weekend or a week or something and, and we'll just stay away from the rain as much as possible. So, yeah. so that's the idea, to give you a bit more freedom 
yeah, just make things a little bit more versatile, I suppose, with the travel. Well, Steve, thanks so much for showing us around. It's absolutely beautiful. And let's talk to you again next month. It is business as usual, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, yes, yeah, it is business as usual. I'll, um, you know, in, in the future sort of episodes, we'll, uh, we'll find... There's plenty of subject matter out there at the moment, I tell you. And we'll have some more political discussions as well. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. We we won't get started on politics today, right, you know. But uh, but yeah, yeah, there's there's lots of things going on locally within the transport. It's a subject that's quite sort of yeah. close to my heart. <laughs> well, Steve Kennard of First Class Garage in Kemptown, Brighton, UK. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, Andy. Cheers. We'll speak to you again. Thanks for listening to Passionate About Cars. Passionate About Cars is brought to you by First Class Garage at www.1stclassgarage.co.uk.